You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Before we get to the show today, we've got our first real partner sponsor, Great Lakes Girya. So Girya is the Russian word for kettlebell. They have kettlebells in stock, which I know is a big issue in a lot of places. Really high quality bells, the Russian hard style, that range from as little as four kilos up to 96 kilos. Really love the quality. Handles are great. The part that's great is we got you a 5% discount. So if you go to greatlakesgearia.com, if you're here in Canada or in the United States, it's us.greatlakesgearia.com and use the promo code LiveWild at checkout. You'll get 5% off. Um, and in addition to kettlebells, they have barbells, they have squat racks, they have dumbbells, maces, weighted clubs, chin-up bars, whole collection of gear. So uh, don't forget, if you want to get in shape, don't count on the gyms. They keep having to close. So set your gym up at home now and save some money on it. So last episode, we talked about mountain biking, like how to get into it, why it's fun, all that kind of jazz. Um, and this time around, we're going to talk about fitness for mountain biking uh, because it's such a physical activity, physical sport, that if you're not in shape for it, your life will suck. <laughs> well, not totally suck, but yeah, you'll feel it. Okay. It will totally suck if you have any kind of hills. Yeah. It's yeah. the hills. Yeah. For sure. You'll feel like a smoker. Yeah. But um, so Winston, let's let people share with people like your background a bit. So uh, what's your relationship with fitness for mountain biking or cycling in general? Like what, what background do you have in that? Well, I started coaching um, cyclists and triathletes 25 years ago. Uh, and I've had people go uh, world championships, Canadian championships, provincial championships, uh, all that kind of jazz. So, uh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. And okay. I experienced when you had the bike shop at the mm -hmm. back of your shop, you had, uh, what was it? The Speed Factory? Yeah. Yeah. You remember the name? I know. <laughs> You're that, surprised. That was, one of the, that was one of the coolest marketing things I came up with, calling my like training center and coaching you know, company the yeah. Speed Factory. Yeah. You're I, proud of that. <laughs> it's, you know, it sounded cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is cool. So Still I works. really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, no, that was the first time that I experienced what I thought was really effective training. And, um, because I loved the fact that, you know, the time I put in was well spent. Um, I saw massive performance. However, I was a newbie. So there's massive newbie games in mm -hmm. the first month. But, you know, in that benchmark study where you had me do a circuit, um, you know, a set number of exercises or three of them, it took me eight minutes. The first time I thought I was going to throw up. And a month later, I half the time, mm -hmm. you know, and it was as a result of the training. Now, this time around, uh, fast forward, because uh, that was in, I don't know, before my kids were born, so 12 years ago, maybe, 15. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, and that was in a professional sense, and now you're my boyfriend, so <laughs> whatever. Um, I get training for free. Yep. I don't have to pay this time. Um, but you got to put up with me like yeah. all the time. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's your that's your penance. Put up, put out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So uh, regardless, uh, this time around it's been a bit different. It's been overall general conditioning a lot with uh, because this is COVID. Working working out at home. We use kettlebells because of limited space and res body resistance and resistance bands. bands and rings and TRXs, you know, or ab rollers. So those are essentially what we used. And uh, it was pretty effective. But um, yeah, we want to share with you guys today, because when I got back out on the trails this year, um, and this has been almost a year for me now, getting into mountain biking, um, it was pretty phenomenal. Like we were, you know, from just doing an hour ride, being able to handle the bike easily, not being really tired, worn out at or anything, mm -hmm. to uh, you know going for a twenty five k ride uh, off road, off road, you know mountain biking and doing it again the next day. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing because the first you know last year and going faster and yeah. further. So, um, anyways, uh, rewind back. That's my so that's my background. And um, so, where do you think it all starts? Well, so first thing with anybody. Um, is th there's sort of rules of training, 
and I'm going to bastardize them a little bit, make them easy to understand instead of super scientific. But there's, there's the law of specificity, right? You get good at what you do. So the first easy way to get better at mountain biking, right? Better fitness for it is just to ride, right? And just gradually increase either the intensity of your rides, which is how hard you're riding or how long you're riding or the frequency, right? The variables are very similar um, that we would manipulate for aerobic activity or, or cardio or you know whatever you want to call it, endurance activities, as you would for strength training, right? How many times a week do you train? Uh, how long do you train? How much volume are you doing? And how hard do you train or the intensity, right? And there's a few other little things you can play with there. But by manipulating those, you know, and gradually, slow but steady, increasing them, um, that alone will just get you in better shape for riding. Um, you know, because you found that, right? The more you ride. Oh, totally. Absolutely. I mean, the first time I rode this year, I did notice that when I was out of the saddle in the aggressive attack position, I was like, oh, I'm not used to this, you know, because yeah. I could feel it in my, in particular in my quads. Mm -hmm. But the second time around, and that was when I rode with you also, I have the time trying to catch up with you. Mm -hmm. You only had to wait like maybe a minute instead of two. And, uh, and I didn't feel that anymore. So it was just, and I rode a couple times in the week in a light, you know, light jaunt, like mm -hmm. nothing massive. It's usually when I ride with you because we have more time, we're going to make a go of it. Yeah. So that tends to be almost two hours and I'm redlining as far as my heart rate goes Yeah, because <laughs> it's fun. Well, that, that's one of the other things. If you want to get faster, um, and I'm not taking my own advice cause I only ride with you, but, uh, you, you. One of the easiest ways to get faster is ride with people faster than you, right? Because it, it's a basic human psychological thing. Um, you don't want to get left behind. So if somebody's faster than you, you just naturally will tend to push a little harder than if you were the fastest one, right? Um, because and I run into that quite often, like when we're riding, I'll dial it back a bit just so I don't have to. I'd rather keep moving, but at a slightly slower sp pace then have to stop and wait longer, mm -hmm. right? So, and I wouldn't recommend this to anybody all the time. Like if you do every ride with people faster than you, you're just going to burn out very quickly, mm -hmm. right? And that's where we kind of do, uh, you know, some easy, they're still on trails, but they're like flat uh, gravel trails for mm -hmm. aerobic training, mm -hmm. you know, that are pretty easy. We have set heart rate zones we try to stay into with those. Yeah, between 130 and 140 for me. Yeah, and that, it's variable per person. Like mine's yeah. lower. Catherine's got a higher maximum heart rate than I do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it, but the whole thing is, is just purely steady aerobic riding, right? Um, and then our mountain Which is what percentage of your heart rate? Typically, just so that people can figure it out. On so own. one of the easiest ways is do like the math tone uh, uh, because nobody knows what their maximum heart rate is anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so the math tone method is take 180 minus your age. Um, that was 220. No, that's not the math tone method. Okay, go on. Because um, uh, the 220 minus your age um, was invented by a cardiac uh um, specialist, um, I think in Florida actually. Um, and the whole idea was not for the general population or fit people, but it mm -hmm. was for obese people with heart problems. Okay. Right. So when he was giving, he never meant it to become this like universal that everybody goes, Oh, well it's 220 minus your age is your max heart rate. Okay. Got it. Right. So Cause if you take 220 minus your age, you ride like you can keep your heart rate above 220 minus your age. Yeah, because it's 174. Yeah. You hit like almost I've hit, one. I've hit, I've hit 200 before. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you see how like how that idea is so far off. Yeah. Right. So what, sorry, go ahead. So it's 180. So, so 180 minus your age. Mm -hmm. um, if you are in pretty good shape um, or quite good shape, then because uh, that would be your ceiling limit. Um, and then 10 beats below that is your uh which who's it um that's your bottom limit so that's the window you want to try to stay within that you were just talking about for your light riding yeah okay yeah because it's 134 is the ceiling 
So then 122. So I'm still higher than. Well, but because you have a way higher. So you would go higher. Got like it. I adjusted yours based on what I know about you. Yeah. When I'm giving general information. Right. right. They're not me. But yeah. I don't have their data. So it's yeah. better to err on slightly easier. Right. Because what will happen if you do these rides, when you first go out, depending on what kind of fitness you're in, they'll, they'll actually seem stupidly easy. Right. Mm-hmm. Just these steady rides building an aerobic base. Yeah. Um, and they can feel kind of boring. Um, yeah. You know, but. What happens is, even though your heart rate's not going up, right, you still keep it in that same zone for your aerobic training. Mm-hmm. Um, over a period of weeks and months, for that same heart rate, you're going faster, right? It's true. Um, so it becomes one of those things where um, then if you combine that with once or twice a week of hard, right, which is just go for a mountain bike ride. If you live in an area that has any kind of hills, right? Like your mountain bike trails, single track trails, Mm -hmm. have any ups and downs, uh, especially if any of the ups are technical, Mm -hmm. right? Roots, rocks, you know, steep, where you really got to give it 100% to get up. Mm -hmm. Um, That inherently becomes interval training, which is going hard and then going easy to recover and going hard again rather than going steady. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to go steady on a mountain bike ride, right? Because you're giving it everything you have to get up the hill and going down the hill, you're not pedaling, right? You're just trying not to crash into trees. Mm -hmm. Um, So it inherently becomes uh, a variable um, type of workout or an interval type workout because you're not doing one steady output all the way through. Um, And so for most people, right? Like, and and this is sort of for the general population, you, you just like mountain biking, um, how I would structure something for somebody who's getting into racing mm-hmm. is different, right? Right, Because now if you're racing, well, that's kind of your life, mm-hmm. right? Uh, unless you're just sort of the weekend warrior racer where it's like you'll do a couple races a year or you yeah. might do a relay or with your friends or something. Right. Um, you know, because basically it's a thing where uh, are you doing it because it's fun mm-hmm. or are you doing it because you want to win? Yeah, I, I think the general population that does it leisurely is really just trying to not feel like they're going to croak when they yeah. come up a hill and that they can keep going and, and ride longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that certainly was the case for me last year. Um, when we were riding, mind you, I had broken my arm, so I was kind of out for two months, so I probably felt it overall not doing much activity. But overall, I was still strong. I had muscle, and it's you know I didn't have any cardio, mm-hmm. so I felt it for sure. But you notice it came back very quickly? Yeah, it did. Um, it came. Well, it was hard to. I never really tested it in the winter. No, no, no. But but you broke your arm in the summer, right? Right. July we got you a mountain bike. Right. Right. So I really started in August. Yeah. Yeah, and the first couple rides were hard. Yeah. And you know by September, right? So really, we're talking a month. Um, you noticed a massive difference. Sure. No, it does improve. I mean, even the month of... It's, but you have to ride consistently. Yeah. But even when I trained in your speed factory for the first month, like it was just, you know, leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you do gain, as you've said earlier, you gain cardio fitness very quickly as, as opposed to like, say, strength fitness. If you were um, strict strength training at the gym it takes yeah. time to, to to build that and it takes time to lose it as well yeah the strength. Cardio whereas cardio goes you'll lose it quickly like if you don't do anything in two weeks you'll notice a massive difference yeah you'll get it back quickly but you lose it quickly yeah yeah so i think um so what are what is your other philosophy around fitness for mountain biking you're talking about specificity yeah so that's you know basically you just get good at what you do Mm-hmm. Right. If you do something regularly, even without trying, even without being structured, you're going to get better at it. Actually, right? let me just speak to that real quick because oh. um, outside of just the fitness component, it's the technical component to it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And I noticed that massively, like when I was just just practice. You know, the more you mountain bike, the more you start to get more comfortable, technically speaking, around logs or roots or rocks whatever it is wherever before you're like uh you know white knuckling it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can now relax you can release the tension in your your grip your arms um you can let the bike flow you know and let it do its thing Mm -hmm. and uh rather than constantly you know riding on the brakes 
right? As you're going downhill, because you're scared, you can actually go with it. And it saves you. So it's, it's not necessarily like a, a fitness thing, but it lets because, you use your fitness but better. It's, yeah, because you're more relaxed because of technical ability, or because of you're less stressed and, and fearful, you, your body is now more relaxed to perform the way it should. So if we're talking, so we're talking about performance enhancers so mm-hmm. in other words the more you practice the more you'll get better at that and uh, that'll make a big difference yeah because and the, the, it's a great point because the less um tension you have with your body mm-hmm. the less energy it takes yeah right the more relaxed you are the better you'll breathe right so you won't actually in a technical sense be in any better shape but riding will be less fatiguing so it will seem like you're in better shape Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're getting in better shape at the same time, you're increasing your technical skill and therefore are, are being more efficient. Right. You get through a section with less effort. It, it's less fatiguing. Right. So then it seems like a double whammy. Like it just feels like your fitness went through the roof because you did a section of trail faster. You're less tired afterwards. You can keep going because it took less out of you. And uh, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, now I've always broken, uh, the fitness component or like not fitness, but, but, uh, performance on a bicycle down to three components. Okay. Um, and we've actually kind of talked about two of them already. So I I, I refer to it as a triangle, right? And if any part of the triangle is weak, Mm. um, it's going to fall down. (laughs) Okay. Um, so one is your cardiovascular fitness, Mm -hmm. right? Your, how efficient your uh, heart and lungs are how um, good your body is at carrying oxygen in your blood you know all of these things mm-hmm. right um you know the capillarization of the muscles uh you know the more capillaries you have carrying blood to the muscles the more uh oxygen can get to them um then you know mitochondria in the cells you know more energy can be turned over all that kind of jazz um then uh, there's what I refer to as, you know, uh, the, uh, computer. Um, it's the efficiency. It's the neurological part, right? That will be how efficient you pedal. Like if it's road riding, um, you know, there isn't a ton of, um, skill, you know, to road riding the same way okay. that there is to mountain biking, Yeah. but there is like a neurological efficiency part to your pedaling. Okay. Right. The smoother you pedal, the less energy it takes. Yeah. Certainly, if you don't have um, clipless, clipped-in pedal, you know, shoes, mm-hmm. then you, all you can do is stroke down. Yeah. Right. Whereas you lose, you miss out on the ability to stroke, do a back stroke and with up. Your, and up with your hamstrings, right? Because it's just quad, 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 mm-hmm. pretty much. And I think that's part of what you're talking, and especially when you're um, going uphill, you're talking about you attack it yeah. or. And you, can, you go you can, faster. Yeah, and you can spin faster. Yeah. Without your feet coming off the pedals. Um, but the more neurologically efficient, the more skilled you are, right? And these are all controlled by your brain. Coordination, yeah. essentially. Um, yeah. So the better they are, the more efficient you are, mm. um, the better you'll perform. And then finally, there's the chassis, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's basically a case of mm. how strong you are, Um I've seen people like uh, give out, you know, mountain biking, not because of their cardio, but because their arms were so pumped mm-hmm. um, or they couldn't hold on to the bars anymore. Like their, their forearms were pumped from using the brakes on super big descents or technical mm-hmm. um, kind of stuff. Uh, lower backs giving out. Yep. Right. Um, Quads because you're out of the saddle. Yeah, like, you know, or or just reaching that point where the whole system isn't working as well together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the transmission of power from your legs to, um, uh, or, you know, the pulling on the handlebars, not transferring to the legs because your core is giving out, mm-hmm. right? So uh, developing a strong chassis, right? Your whole foundation, mm-hmm. having enough strength, mobility, and muscular endurance, Mm-hmm. Um, to keep going, right? And if you think about it, uh, when we started riding this year, right, you had a bike trainer, but you never really used it much. No. Um, but when we f- first started riding this year, it wasn't like you were like, oh my God, I'm so out of shape. 
That's right. Right. Because all winter long, um, we did a lot of kettlebell circuits, mm-hmm. um, a lot of squatting. I also just came out of the 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge. swing challenge in one month. Yeah. And that really boosts up your cardio. Um, so the cardiovascular system, it mm-hmm. wasn't cycling specific, but the overall system was quite good. And then all of the, uh, the whole chassis was really good. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously, if we'd also done a bunch of like trainer rides over the winter or, you know, Peloton or, you know, whatever yeah, it happens to be, yeah. then, then you're, you'd be a little further ahead. Right. But it wasn't because, you know, our program um, is GPP or general physical preparedness. Mm-hmm. It means then anything you go to do, you're not going to be the best at it because we're not specialized. But you're ready to do it. Yeah. You know, you do things at a competent level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you combine that with, uh, you know, we've been riding outside for, we'll, we'll call it a month. Like we got out for a few rides in April, mm-hmm. but then May was just a bag of dicks, mm-hmm. right? Weather-wise. Um, it was always cold and raining. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get out a ton in May. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where, I don't know, have we had so far this year, maybe a dozen rides? No. Right? Yeah. You know, when we went down to Turkey Point. I mean, I'm talking about hard rides. Like not. real rides. Yeah. 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 You know, like I ride my bike every day, but. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, riding, riding over maybe here. Maybe four, four, four to six times. Yeah. Like a big ones. Yeah. Um, you know, but the combination of what we do during the week or what we do regularly as far as our mm-hmm. uh, conditioning circuits and yeah. strength circuits, yeah, um, because they, they have an element of strengthening. Um, and, and if people want an idea of what we do, listen to our uh, episode on kettlebell training because um, we talk a lot about how we structure programs and, you know, how all those pieces work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that combination with then our, you know, probably two or three time a week rides. When we go down to Turkey Point um, and, you know, put in a three hour ride, mm-hmm. neither of us were fried. Mm-hmm. You know, you were getting tired towards the end, but it was energy food wise. Uh, I was tired because of the day before, maybe. Yeah, we also a did. A combination of that yeah. plus, um, yeah, because that was our first big rides, and at that point, my body was just um, energy-wise, yeah, tired, um, you know, to be out of the saddle. Yeah. Because I think that day was three hours, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we'd done two and a half hours the day before. Yeah. Yeah. With my heart rate, by the way, being at like average 160-something. Yeah. For three or two and a half hours. Well, it was 152 that day. Average. Was it? Yeah. But it, like your high was 186. Yeah. You know, so. So, it's a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of those uh, things where the fact that you are fit enough that you can ride at that intensity that long. Yeah. Right? Because most people can't, um, if you're not in shape, it's almost like your body's got like a shutoff valve, like an overflow valve. Like Mm -hmm. it won't let you push that hard. Yeah. You You just feel like you're dragging your ass. And I think that's the key word or key phrase of what it feels like when you are in shape is that you're not dragging your ass. You mm-hmm. just feel so put together and a part of the bike and you can just go. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things too that's uh, I would like to get across to people is that there's definitely times that you need to go hard, mm-hmm. but most of your workouts should be, oh, was that it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like it shouldn't be killing you. Yeah. Right? It's just, um, uh, I like referring to you know the idea of a workout um as you're actually doing work right Mm -hmm. and let's say if you had a job you know you're digging ditches or you know a bricklayer you don't kill yourself Mm. because you got to do it again tomorrow Mm -hmm. right we know that consistency over time just you know like, I think one of the biggest things I think would be great for people, and I think this is something that's coming out of, um, because more people are getting in the habit of working out at home, mm-hmm. um, it's much easier to do like a quick 20-minute workout at home 
almost on a daily basis yeah um than it is to do an hour three days a week where you have to go to the gym yeah right because we know if it's an hour at the gym it's way more prep time right because it's getting there getting home Mm -hmm. you know swiping your card changing yeah Um, it's more of a production yeah whereas you know we have a gym literally on the other side of the couch that (laughs) we're sitting on yeah um and so for us it's such an easy thing to have consistency um because you're not running into the thing of having to, oh, okay, well, I've got this big one today. No, no, you just go in. You've got something programmed. Mm-hmm. And we are, we've said this before, but like when it comes to any kind of strength training, we're a big fan of EMOM or every minute on the minute. Oh, yeah. Um, you just set a timer. Um, like our workout yesterday, we had a timer set for, it was a long workout for us. 40, 40 minutes, minutes. Yeah. Right? And what it was was 10 minutes of four exercises yeah um so when the the countdown beeps for the first minute you do your reps for that exercise right so maybe it's five reps and whatever's left in the minute you get to rest Mm -hmm. and then it beeps again and then so in 10 minutes you do 10 sets it was a hard workout yeah i felt it yeah because generally our workouts are about 30 minutes yeah like 30 35 yeah you know. So even though we say 40, that's long. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like uh, when we were at back at the gym, powerlifting, it's like, yeah, anything over five reps is cardio. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh but, but the fact is because you're um, keeping it going, right? Like there feels yeah. like when you do these types of workouts, you're, you're, not, you're not killing yourself. My heart rate, your heart rate was on average 150. Yeah. Um, well, that was for Actually, the finish of it. Hang on. I'm going to see um, yeah. Because go I don't on. think it was that high for body rows and Turkish get-ups. Yeah, probably not. I'm going to see what it was. But anyways, go on. You know. So so the whole idea is little doses of the correct... 142 you know, average heart rate yeah. yesterday. Um, uh, done consistently, right? Think of it as like a giant tree. Um, and, you know, like a giant sequoia. Uh, you know, one of those trees that's like six or eight feet diameter. I give you an axe and it seems like an insurmountable task to chop it down, mm-hmm. right? But if you go take a few swings and then come back again tomorrow, take a few swings, right? You're not trying to do it all in one day. Um, and I find that just that steady, consistent approach. Um, Surprisingly, it gets you far. Yeah. Yeah, but the, no. it's yeah. people need to get out of this like no pain, no gain. I agree. Um, leave sweat angels on the floor. It's what we're, you know, conditioned to think is the case. You know, when you go to the gym and you're, you know, often trainers will give you something or you go with your friends and you often push too hard beyond your limit and you don't want to come back. Yeah, well, it's not even if that was the most effective way to train. Right. Those of us, you know, anybody that uh-huh. wants to get better, we would just suck it up and do it all the time. Uh-huh. Right. And I've been there. I've experimented with that. Right. Like I had to unlearn that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is, it's just putting your reps in, um, you know, and that where it comes back to one of my one of my training uh, principles is the 80 20 rule. 80 mm-hmm. percent of your work should be, you know, fairly moderate. Mm hmm. 20% should be hard, right? Like the kind of, oh my God, I can't wait for this to be over. Or maybe you can't even breathe enough to say, I can't wait for this to be over. But, you know. And would that be for any kind of goal aside from your professional athlete? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the best way to lose fat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because if you go super hard, you can't go long. Right. Right. Um, and if you go super hard, uh, it's fatiguing to your nervous system, mm-hmm. right? So you eventually reach a point where you're um, having to take time off because you can't go hard all the time, right? Right. So use like, you know, super burny, uh, can't breathe, you know, that, that kind of like yeah. super, super hard. Use it strategically, but that shouldn't be most of your work. Yeah, especially if you're new to mountain biking. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that 
as a new mountain biker that I was last year, my number one concern was safety, right? You have to be on. Nobody <laughs> wants to crash into a tree, especially when you're older. You're like, oh my God, everything will break. Yeah, you sound like your, your grandma. I know, right? And, um, but that's why fitness is so important because, and that's why when we're at Turkey Point, at the end of it, after the, this has been the second day of riding, almost 50K, I was like, we, we have to head back or I have to go really slow because I no longer have the strength to always be out of my saddle and to really ride well. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and because I have to be on and it's not just, uh, your, your physical fitness, it's your, uh, cognitive fitness yeah. and, you know, and nutrition is definitely a part of that as well. But um, you have to be alert. Yeah. Well, cause you, and obviously going back to the tension and fear and all that, that all just drains you. Mm -hmm. So it, it all really is intertwined. Yeah. And I think uh, it, it's uh, football coach Vince Lombardi back in the day um, that fatigue makes cowards of us all. That was one of his quotes. You love that quote. Well, I do because That's nothing, fair. nothing um, will make you safer than being in better shape. Mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't matter what it, it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, backpacking, mountaineering, whatever. Yeah. Because you run into the thing where, where when you reach a certain point of fatigue, like your, your coordination goes out the window. You're not thinking quick enough or clearly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're in better shape, where that, uh, line is that you cross that becomes mm -hmm. unsafe to continue yeah. is further away. Yeah. Um, and that goes with everything in life, right? I can't think of a single thing in life that is made poorer by being fitter, mm -hmm. right? Your love life's going to be better. Your, uh, you know, spending time with your kids is going to be better. Your work performance your is going to be better. Yeah. Right. Uh, emotional confidence. Yeah. Confidence. Yeah. You know, everything is better when you're in better shape. Your brain yeah. works better. Yeah. Right. Your systems work better. Um, so it, it becomes a thing where, where your mental health is better. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because have you finished a, a mountain bike ride and gone, man, I'm so stressed. Well, that's the thing. Like there are times where I'm like, okay, I've got, let's go for a ride. I've got energy to burn because it's the anxiety or stress that I'm carrying that yeah. needs to be burned off <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, so these are sort of a few of the things like, you know, we can get into, uh, you know, a, a, a basically a, a very simple program. And, um, uh, when this episode comes out, I'll, uh, write it up quickly, you know, so that we can put it in the show notes or put mm -hmm. a link to the show notes. Okay. Um, but if you take and do a dumb, simple program, right? Uh, two aerobic rides a week. Um, and depending on, you know, the time you have and all that kind of thing, like 30 to 60 minutes in that heart rate zone that I was talking about. So 180 minus your age is the top end. Um, and 10 beats below that is the low end. Um, and then one hard ride. So go on a mountain bike ride, like on trails that have some hills, if you've got them. Um, and you know, it's a thing where, uh, don't try to pace yourself, you know, like imagine, you know, treat it like a little race or what have you, like whatever it takes for you to, uh, you know, go and don't stop. Um, this is one of the things that, that, um, uh, I see a lot of people like, especially in a lot of the trail networks we ride where there's a lot of crisscrosses. Yep. Like this whole thing of people stopping and taking a break. Yeah. I noticed that, you know, like they stop and they take a break. Yeah. It's Cause like, usually when we ride for two and a half, three hours we might stop once you know maybe and that's because you want to stop <laughs> um or you need to check the map <laughs> well that's not stopping no that's, che that's checking yeah like that's know. you know I but but if you can yeah we don't really stop you know if you can when you do your hard ride maybe just in my back um you know if you go a little longer mm -hmm. um 
you know, and this isn't any fancy structured interval program, right? Uh, but if you just stick at this, right, and the aim uh, on your moderate rides with the heart rate zones mm-hmm. is just keep to that zone, and what you'll find is over time you're just going faster, right? Your average speed will increase, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, three 20 minute uh, cross training workouts, you know, and if you can get them in, like if you've got access to kettlebells, kettlebell swings, uh, Turkish get ups. Um, and goblet squats, like those three, uh, make them do the rear stepping lunges with the goblet squats. Well, that's, that's an advanced move. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cause I hate them. (laughs) You know, but, but just those three exercises, if you did that three times a week, Mm -hmm. uh, 20 minutes, right. Um, you know, or an easy way to do it would be sort of a rotating, uh, I stole this sort of like structure from Pat Flynn um, where day one you do 10 minutes of kettlebell swings mm-hmm. and then uh, eight minutes of uh, Turkish get-ups and then five minutes of goblet squats. And then the next day it would be 10 minutes of one of the other ones. Oh, just, you just cycle through? Yeah. Rotate through? You know, although if you're going to do Turkish get-ups because you've got one per side, mm-hmm. you know, it's a side exercise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have it. to look at playing, I'd have to make it even numbers. Yeah. So do it as four, you know, do 10, 8, 4 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you just rotate through. So each hmm. week you're getting, uh, but that would hit, you're getting a lot of core training, you're getting grip training. Um, you're getting posterior chain and lower back training. Mm-hmm. Uh, your legs are getting some more work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mountain biking really is great for overall fitness, eh? Yeah. Because it takes... Upper take, and lower body. Unlike or? riding... Now, obviously, it's not as much upper lower as lower body, but compared to road cycling mm-hmm. um, or even, you know, rail trails and that type of thing, it's far more demanding on the upper body mm-hmm. um, and the core because you've got to throw the bike around. You've got to pop the front wheel over obstacles, right? You got to bend your arms and get your nose low and pull on the bars when you're climbing steep hills, yeah. right? To keep traction and keep the front wheel from popping off the ground. I just do it. I don't even think about those things. No, but you know, it's <laughs> the just, way you break it down. I'm like, I'm doing all that. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's funny. You know, if you just ride up like you're riding on flat ground, of course not. Yeah. Then you're going to fall over backwards, yeah. you know, when you're going up steeper hills, Yeah. you know? So, yeah. And if people want sort of more in-depth, um, feel free to, you know, um, like send us an email or, or, you know, find us on Facebook. I'm happy to answer questions uh, on how to structure programs because giving people guidelines, mm-hmm. these are all rough, um, you know, concepts because how much somebody needs varies on where they are mm-hmm. right um and you know it, it's always a tough thing for uh you know if, if we say you know do kettlebell swings goblet squats and turkish get-ups well we might have to regress a whole bunch because if you don't know how to do any of those three yeah <laughs> right uh they're great exercises but first you have to learn how to do them you know um so there, there's quite a bit but if, if you've taken you know work on your chassis work on your skills and work on your conditioning yeah you're gonna be way way better yeah no i love how you talked about that the pyramid did you get that from somewhere uh it, it, yeah it's my adaptation um okay. because it, it, if we really broke it down it's actually more complicated than that it's more than just three pieces yeah right no, keep it simple because you know the conditioning part of it, like the cardiovascular system yeah. really is anaerobic and aerobic. Mm. And there's this over here and there's, the, you know, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, although I might not fall under the computer, uh, neurological system and all that is nutrition as it comes to fitness and writing. <sighs> yeah. So nutrition, Energy. nutrition, uh, is obviously a very broad topic and it depends on what your goals are. Um, uh, well, I'm talking about as you're riding the day of, in particular. Yeah. So if you're riding, th- this is pretty simple. Like if you're going on a ride longer than an hour, mm-hmm. um, then it's a good idea to ingest some calories. You want things that are super easy to digest. Um, so your carbs. 
Yeah, and that's where like uh you know, things like gels, energy drinks, um, you know, cliff bars. You want stuff that's easy to consume, not hard on your stomach. Um if you're going on longer rides, um, and this is where we start getting into the like the multi multi hour, mm-hmm. then more because you're not you can't go super long super hard because the harder you're going the harder it is for you know um say if it was in a mountain bike race it really is just gels and uh uh energy drinks Mm -hmm. because you're going so hard that you can't afford or your body can't afford to put enough blood to your stomach to digest food Mm. right so if you're trying to eat peanut butter sandwiches and you know Mm -hmm. uh whatever um you just end up with an upset stomach. Yeah. Um, but if you're going super long, you know, and I'll say I, I, just for arbitrary sake, I'm just going to put a four hour, anything over four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, inherently, you can't be going super, super hard for that long. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, it's two hours or wherever, you know, like there's no set line, but this is just as a guideline. And that's where you can get away with more. uh you know, solid food, more real food, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so having things that have carbs, protein, and fats, you know, that's where like a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Right? Um, because it's easy to digest. Or as, still, as you're riding? Yeah. That's what you're talking about, yeah. You know? Yeah, because when we were gone for the three, you know, hours, I had a protein shake beforehand. And uh, and that's all I had in the morning, yeah. right? Because we left around noon, so I had coffee for morning, um, breakfast, whatever, and then protein shake. And then during, I think I had some nuts, you know, on me. Yeah. That's it. Unless yeah, you're trying to do endurance stuff on keto. Yeah. Right? Uh, and it's one of those things where it, I've never had anybody that I've coached on keto mm-hmm. Um doing that length of rides yeah so it's one of those things where it's kind of you yeah i mean i will eat carbs like just to give me some quick energy and then i took a couple bites out of your peanut butter bagel yeah whatever just you know. to get something yeah and i think for for longer things like that um you know where you're going long and moderately hard mm-hmm. then you know uh, having some easily digestible carbs mm-hmm. will just give you fuel. Because yeah. the thing we always have to remember too, our brain runs on carbs, glucose. Yeah. yeah. So uh, especially if you're thinking foggy, yeah. Um, like carbs aren't the enemy. This, basically, I'm going to make this simple. To wrap this up, because we don't need this to be a super long episode. No. Um, I'm going to actually streamline my uh, uh, nutrition discussion, right? Because you can get so in the weeds when it comes to nutrition. Okay. Um, so, and this isn't specifically just riding, but this is just overall nutrition, right? So, um, everybody should have lots of fruit and vegetables, <laughs> lots of colors, simple, nothing complicated about that, <laughs> unless you're one of those carnivore people. Um, but make a point, multiple, you know, five, six servings of vegetables a day, right? Eat lots of salads. Like, these are all just, there's nothing rocket science or revolutionary about that, but mm-hmm. It makes a difference. If you want to lose weight, eat more vegetables <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and don't put butter on them. Um, so when we break macronutrients down, and that's carbohydrates, protein, and fats, um, the thing to understand is there are essential fatty acids. There are essential amino acids, and amino acids are the building blocks of protein. There are no essential carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are fuel. Okay, so each day, you know, if you're like a healthy, conscious, active person, uh, protein, uh, you want to be getting um, anywhere from like, you know, 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight Mm -hmm. um, per day. Uh, Nothing revolutionary about that. That's where all the studies point to, especially as you get older, because losing muscle mass as you age. And having enough protein makes it easier to keep your muscles. Um, then, uh, you know, healthy fats like olive oils, uh, fish oils, um, 
uh, getting enough omega-3s, we, we need healthy fats, right? Um, avocados, coconut oil, all that type of things. Like, for instance, all your hormones are made from saturated fats, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't have enough fat in your diet and the right types of fat, um, then you're not going to be able to make hormones. <laughs> and if you're not making hormones, low testosterone, screwed up estrogen, blah, 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 blah. Right, you don't function properly, um, and then we get to the carbohydrate side of things. Right, carbs are fuel. So if you sit on your ass all day, right, and don't do anything, you don't need much fuel. Mm-hmm. If you uh, are super active, right, um, then you need more fuel. If you have a physical job, you need more fuel. Right, it, it, these things. Like, carbs aren't good or bad, right? It's like saying gasoline, right? You know, is gasoline good or bad? Mm-hmm. Well, if your car's empty, it's good. Mm-hmm. If it's full and trying to put more in is bad, mm-hmm. right? And, and this is the thing that we run into with so much of modern uh, diet culture, if you will, right? Because it's a business, Right? it's not complicated to understand that because of our modern lifestyle, which is more sedentary, um, engineered foods are designed for um, satisfaction, Mm -hmm. which makes us eat more of them. So inherently you just accumulate more calories. Mm -hmm. And that's not even counting eating bad stuff Mm -hmm. that we know is bad, Mm -hmm. right? If you're eating Big Macs, you're eating ice cream, you're eating donuts, you're eating French fries, Mm -hmm. potato chips, beer, like we like all these things, but mm-hmm. don't ever be under an illusion that any of them are good for you. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we have, you know, like in the United States, 70% of the population now uh, is overweight. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 40% are obese. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it's a thing where you've lost quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Um in the last four years, like you're down 50 pounds. Yeah. Right. Um, well, if you think about that, like, do you feel better now than you did four years ago? Oh yeah. I was literally dragging my ass. <laughs> yeah. And your knees hurt going down the stairs. Yeah. Right. I couldn't even hold my body weight going down the stairs. Yeah. That's yeah. scary. Right. Well, cause it's the thing. It's like, we've, uh, you know, it's about 20% of your body weight's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel better, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, so with the, the uh, whether you want to call it an epidemic or whatever, um, people having excess body fat, uh, we, the science is irrefutable, is unhealthy, um, and it's hard on you because you're just carrying a backpack around with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there, you know. Um, I'm, it's funny, I'm heavier than I like to be, Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm sort of cutting down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so you run into the thing where, where because of that, and then you tie it into the also lean and fit is sexier, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a whole industry built on, um, you know, hey, we have the perfect diet. Mm-hmm. Right, whether it's diet books, fitness plans, right. nutrition plans, everybody like everything's like um, marketed in a cult like fashion. Yeah, because what I'm about to say or what I've been saying, um, there's no easy way for me to package it and monetize it. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but it is what works. Like, so if you think about, you know, as I said with the macronutrients, right. Um, you adjust your carbohydrate intake based on what you are doing. Yeah. Um, if you eat only whole foods, right? Like this one is so simple. Yeah, whole foods and vegetables. Yeah. Like I, I've always lost weight doing that. Yeah. You know, like there's not because it's hard to overeat. Yeah, it is. Like if if you do your shopping in the produce section, the perimeter, the meat section, um, and Nothing In other between. other than rice and beans. Yeah. Nothing that won't go bad. Um, if if you stuck to that, uh, 
you would make such massive progress Absolutely. in both your health and, and uh, yeah. you know, fat loss goals. Yeah, women would probably lose like two pounds a week, which for us is a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's one of those things like, like if you combine intermittent fasting with having a giant salad with your first meal of the day. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and if anybody complains that it's too complicated, anything, like buy the pre-made bag salads. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if you take and eat a mixing bowl of salad with each of your meals, <laughs> uh-huh. you're getting lots of variety of veggies. Um, yeah, I'm not getting enough vegetables. You know. My diet. Um, Just eat a lot of meat. Yeah, like it's add veggies. Yeah. Like it's not complicated. Yeah. You know. And you poop better. You do? Yeah. <laughs> you like your whole, like it, it's one of those things, lots of veggies, uh, you know. Um, healthy protein yeah i find for me just on the topic of weight loss just eating lots of protein and sometimes that includes a protein shake just to get more in you know if i'm not to get more in but if i'm hungry rather Mm -hmm. than snacking on what i usually love peanut butter yeah but the thing (laughs) is it does nothing for you right like the protein actually the protein shake actually helps you get to your protein goal per day yeah yeah that's true you know but there you go yeah so, uh, if, if basically, uh, whole foods, like that is your simplest, um, it doesn't really matter. People have lost, uh, body fat on higher carb diets, lower carb diets, cyclical carb diets, like everybody's marketing the shit, but it just comes into a thing. If you over a period of time and it doesn't have to be on a daily basis, right? Mm-hmm. There's actually some evidence that, um, one or two days a week of slightly over maintenance calories. Right. Um, cycling. Cycling yeah. your, your caloric yeah. intake. Um, you know, and that's where if you fall off the bandwagon one day, it, it, it's not put you, you're not like a junkie, you know, you're not a back doing heroin. <laughs> um, you can run into the thing where consider that you're um, above maintenance day, mm-hmm. you're cycling your calories, right? Yeah. So you didn't fall off the bandwagon. Yeah. Right? You didn't fail. Uh-huh. You just cycled your calories for a day. <laughs> right? It's all yeah. how you frame it in your head. Yeah, it is true. You're being advanced. And here's here's the thing. And if you weigh lighter, weigh lighter, then you'll ride faster. Yeah. Makes a difference. Yep. Other than the world's strongest man, most in like American football, yeah. most sports, you do better if you're lighter. <laughs> yeah. Right? Huh. Because cycling, you do better. Climbing, you do better. Um, yeah. you know, any distance, like it, it's only, uh, uh, obviously if it's a sport with weight classes, then if you're lighter, there's a reason why people cut weight. Yeah. Right. Because if you're in a lighter weight class, the people you're fighting aren't as big as you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's our, our Quick. mountain biking fitness. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't meander too much and no. you know, cause it's one of these subjects that like there's so many rabbit holes you could go down. Oh, for sure. You know. But I think that's a good overview. Yeah. So, so uh, Winston. Yeah. Work hard. Play dirty. Bye. See you later. <laughs>